to the Panorama Angle Podcast, where we provide expert advice on everything from ERP selection to business transformation. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Inclax Zondi, Head of Product Marketing at CISPRO, and Kevin Bell, Vice President of Sales or Presales at CISPRO United States. Hey, Justin. Great to be with you today. Hi, Justin, and hi to the listeners as well. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, so CISPRO is a global enterprise resource planning, ERP, software provider, specializing in key manufacturing and distribution industries. For over 40 years, CISPRO's team of specialists and trusted advisors have continued to address unique industry needs and enable customers to easily adapt and grow. The solution is scalable and can be deployed in the cloud, on-premise, or both and assessed via the web on any device to provide customers with choice and flexibility. Together, we'll be unpacking CISPRO's latest research survey titled, Realigning the Links of the Disconnected Supply Chain. The study explores the challenges and solutions to ongoing supply chain disruptions that manufacturers and distributors face today. While some of these struggles will play themselves out over time, others are more permanent, which signals a paradigm shift in the way we think about supply chains of the future. Manufacturers and distributors not only need to be resilient, but capable of adapting to major disruptions. Today, we will discuss these challenges as well as some long-term strategies and solutions. With that, let's dive deep into the research findings. NCLAX, tell me more about the CISPRO Research Survey. Thank you so much for hosting us, Justin. So manufacturers and distributors have operated in a state of consistent chaos for a number of years. A winter storm, a hurricane, a labor strike in a critical industry, or sudden change in government policy can play absolute havoc with how supply chains function, not to mention the impact of the ongoing pandemic that we are still faced with. So back in 2020, we at CISPRO conducted a study into the immediate impact of the pandemic on manufacturers and distributors. And what we found at the time was that almost 70% of businesses could still trade effectively during the pandemic due to digital initiatives that they already had in place. And these are things like e-commerce, digital supply chains, and remote working, of course. And in addition, what we also observed was that there was a sudden drive towards digital transformation in 2020 to overcome potential future disruptions. Yeah, I, I could not agree more in Clux. Uh, we saw that very clearly in the US market. And with our latest study that we conducted, we wanted to explore that pledge towards a digital strategy. And so we wanted to understand a few things. Firstly, what sort of technologies did manufacturers and distributors invest in to remain competitive during the pandemic? Secondly, we wanted to know if they had built long-term digital roadmaps and if they had stuck to those plans whilst navigating the pandemic. And then we also wanted to know what has been holding these industries back and what is projecting them forward. And then finally, we wanted to identify some underlying reasons behind the ongoing supply chain disruptions. So late last year, we shared an online survey which assessed the sentiment of 163 manufacturing and distribution industry professionals of different managerial levels within the Europe, Middle East and Africa region 
as well as the Americas and the Asia-Pacific region. And really, the survey was answered by manufacturers and distributors across a variety of industries, including industrial machinery and equipment, electronics, fabricated metals, food and beverage, packaging, plastics and rubber, and automotive parts and accessories, amongst others. And you know what? The results were somewhat surprising and revealed four key themes that we're going to focus on um, in today's podcast. One is that there is a disconnect between the investment in internal efficiencies versus external collaboration. And the second one is that digital strategies do not align to execution. The third theme is that supply chains do not compete on a global level. And the fourth theme is that the customer is placed at the end of the supply chain and not at the center. So ultimately, we found that manufacturers and distributors have an opportunity to thrive and overcome ongoing disruption with the right digital roadmap, planning, and investments in place. Okay, so this research reveals ensuing pressures and challenges for manufacturers and distributors. It sounds like the links of the supply chain are disconnected. It, yeah, that's a good point, Justin. And you know, the themes that we've uncovered through this survey uh, certainly show the challenging effect of supply chain disruptions that uh, that have been placed on manufacturers and distributors. And there's really no doubt that the industry is now asking itself, how can I future-proof my operations against the disruptions of today so that I can engineer a bounce back tomorrow? All right, so let's go ahead and dive deep into those themes. Kevin, what is the disconnect between the investment in internal efficiencies and external collaboration? All right. Well, as you can expect, we, we pulled a lot of uh, statistics from this, uh, this study, and it was not surprising at all that, uh, that our study found that 70% of businesses experienced supply chain disruptions over the last few years, and 60% of businesses were unable to collaborate with their suppliers and customers in real time. Now, some experts have, have blamed the, uh, the just-in-time theory and methodology for these ongoing supply chain disruptions or low inventory levels that, um, that have presented challenges to uh, a lot of companies. However, uh, there's really nothing in the lean or just-in-time methodologies that recommend keeping a bare minimum of parts on hand. Rather, these strategies uh, advocate strategic stock holding at key areas along the whole supply chain. Instead, uh, these effects could be partly attributed to pre-pandemic technology investments and even outdated business models. In fact, less than half of businesses actually had systems in place to effectively deal with supply chain disruptions and to collaborate with external suppliers and customers. Uh, this tells us that there is clearly a technology deficit in the market that needs to be addressed. Most of the pre-pandemic strategies were aimed at improving internal efficiencies. For example, uh, businesses' abilities to meet order requirements, to improve forecasting, or to manage inventory control through their production, warehousing, and fulfillment operations. Now, while these are absolutely vital to invest in, in internal efficiencies, it's also crucial for a business to develop a communication strategy around supplier and customer needs and demands. Uh, adapting to real-time challenges with both suppliers and customers is key to the health of any supply chain. 
So what we're seeing is an imbalance in investments and a ripple effect of supply chain disruptions. So essentially what you're saying, Kevin, is that there needs to be a simultaneous balance in internal investments and external factors for organizations to be able to face ongoing disruptions and thrive. Absolutely correct. That is correct. So there was a time when uh, supply chains were vertically oriented. And, and by that, I mean a single company may have owned the processes of uh, raw material sourcing, manufacturing, distribution, sales, with the entire supply chain essentially falling under one enterprise. That is rarely true today. Uh, most supply chains are decentralized. They involve dozens of suppliers and customers who all play different roles. And therefore, uh, external collaboration is a vital way to unify the supply chain to be able to withstand uh, disruptions now and into the future. So while working to improve internal efficiencies is, is a, a vital for any business, uh, disregarding ongoing issues across the supply chain, as well as poorly investing in external collaboration tools to communicate uh, with a multitude of suppliers could be a challenge. For some businesses, it won't matter how they try to improve their game internally if they're unable to communicate effectively with their external ecosystem and to respond to shifts in the supply chain. Uh, the overall effect of any of these internal improvements will be minimal and very short-lived. Yeah, and I mean, so much has changed over the years. And manufacturers and distributors need to evolve their strategies as well to include multiple factors affecting the entire supply chain, which includes the external environment. NCLEX, you spoke about the rise of digital strategies in response to these ongoing disruptions. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure, absolutely. In response to the immediate impact of the pandemic, many businesses wanted to review their digital roadmap to optimize cost efficiencies. And within our study, we wanted to explore the steps taken towards digitization digitalization and digital transformation and found that almost 70% of businesses committed to a digitalization strategy aimed at enhancing existing processes using digital technologies. Almost half of those businesses actually committed to improving the customer experience in those strategies, which is fantastic. So they opted for a digitalization strategy. What exactly is the difference between digitization, digitalization, and digital transformation for manufacturers? All right, let's break it down. So digitization is simply the conversion of text, pictures, or sound into a digital form that can be processed by a computer. And digitalization is almost one step further, which involves the conversion of business processes to use digital technologies instead of analog or manual systems such as paper. Now, digital transformation involves reimagining of business in the digi digital age. It's about digital technologies using those to create new or modify existing business processes, adjusting company culture, as well as customer experiences to meet changing business and market requirements. So we are seeing that only 29% of manufacturers are building a full digital transformation roadmap, but that also suggests that the industry is putting some foundational elements in place first, and that is a good thing. Oh, definitely. So now that we've looked at the difference between these strategies, what about the execution of those strategies? 
especially considering the fact that they are prioritized the customer experience in those strategies. Justin, there is a definite disconnect in the planning and execution of digital strategies. To execute on their strategy, a large majority of businesses landed up outsourcing external service providers with no real understanding of the core business challenges or everyday reality of what was affecting the business. Added to that, our study showed that only 44% of C-level management supports digital transformation. So the digital transformation journey is really time consuming and therefore it absolutely requires top management support in order to succeed. Top leadership support is imperative for a business to digitally transform. So as a result, only 18% of businesses invested in business systems to improve external support. And more concerning is that half of businesses chose to not invest in any systems at all and they rather chose to rely on their current systems to keep the lights on. Yeah, I, this, uh, this was quite eye-opening, to say the least. And yes, we absolutely believe that businesses need to consider owning their digital roadmaps with the backup of top management support, instead of reliance on fleeting service providers. So for the digital journey and execution to align to the strategy, it's important to involve trusted advisors who can guide the entire process and ensure that the roadmap meets and addresses a business's unique challenges. Wow, that's quite an interesting revelation. Businesses are still not collaborating externally and are reverting back to old business models in a new normal. I'm surprised that half of the survey respondents opted to not invest in any new systems at all. This kind of then begs the question, what sort of technologies are they investing in? Well, there is some good news that we took away from, from this survey. So um, one little nugget there is that almost half of businesses uh, have invested in things like sensors and IoT networks, uh, IoT being the internet of things. Uh, this means that businesses are working hard to improve the way that they capture data. Uh, we're also seeing a significant leap towards the cloud. 45% of businesses have invested in cloud, uh, which is great. It's, it's good to see that trending in that direction. Uh, however, at the same time, only 20% of businesses had invested in data analytics tools to process and analyze all this data that they're collecting, while only 5% of businesses had looked into artificial intelligence or machine learning uh, to draw any long-term benefit from the data collection that's happening. Uh, analytics, artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, these are all essential to making sense of the mountains of data that's currently being captured. And more importantly, using that information to adjust business strategies and to further improve operational efficiencies across the entire supply chain. Uh, this is a, a critical technology deficit. I've, I've used that term before, but I, I certainly think it applies here. And this urgent, urgently needs to be addressed so that all this data can be relied on to make sense of demand levels and other risks in the supply chain. Optimizing this massive resource will deliver information that organizations can, can act upon. Uh, we understand that, that some industries are much slower at adopting to new technologies than others. Uh, similarly, when businesses are plotted on the adoption curve, uh, this is something that uh, a gentleman named Everett Rogers put together years ago. Uh, we find that some businesses that get in early uh, and, and some actually never even get in altogether. So the issue here 
is that we see these innovators and early adopters, uh, which are terms that are part of this adoption curve. Uh, these companies may be pulling away from the rest of the industry through the use of these technologies. Uh, as a player in the industry, uh, please understand where you are as a business and make sure that you plot your strategy uh, very carefully and accordingly to remain competitive in your market. And just to add on to Kevin's point, without data analysis, businesses are not competing on a global scale and supply chains are not competing against supply chains. In other words, in today's global village, simply selling a product is no longer good enough. Success now depends on incorporating the external market into your business to be able to deliver the best products at the best price. Customers want a superior experience, right? Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so meeting and exceeding customer expectations will ultimately result in success. So your mm -hmm. last theme actually touches more on that customer experience. Uh, what were your findings there? So the customer experience can make or break a business. And to improve on that experience, 31% of businesses have looked at improving product quality. And as a result, almost half of businesses have actually improved their cost efficiencies. The problem, however, is that only 26% of businesses achieved customer satisfaction and even less experienced revenue growth. So NCLEX, what was missing? I think, uh, Justin, it goes back to what we have been saying. So while businesses improved operational visibility throughout or through technological investments such as IoT, or even looked into alternative e-commerce sales channels, the reality is that ongoing and real-time external collaboration with suppliers and customers is vital. So to remain competitive, businesses need to not only transform how they interact with their customers, but they also need to align their supply chain and business processes to deliver the outcomes the customer desires. So a balance along the supply chain can only be achieved when a customer is placed at the center of the supply chain and the experience is not regarded as an afterthought. And with that, I definitely think improved revenue will soon follow for businesses. All right. So we have looked at all these challenges that are facing organizations. And as you have both explained, digital investments addressing pain points are likely to help industries engineer a bounce back. Now looking to thrive into the future, where will manufacturers and distributors likely invest digitally? Great question, Justin. So, um, Businesses really need to focus on, on improving both internal efficiencies and also external collaboration. Uh, we see 66% of businesses still plan to focus on operational processes and just over half on resource efficiencies and customer services. This still reveals a lot of effort on internal efficiencies, but we would like to see more focus on the improvement of uh, external collaborations. Really, only 27% only of businesses plan to increase external collaboration in the near term. And without this external collaboration, businesses are, are far less likely to be able to um, weather further disruptions in the supply chain. And just going back to my previous comments on the customer being the center of the supply chain, balance is key, really, between operational efficiency and the customer experience.
So real-time information through digital collaboration is needed to achieve this, as well as long-term sustainable business growth. So the increasing complexity of supply chains surely mean businesses need to look at tools and approaches to meet everyday and long-term challenges. Kevin, what should manufacturers and distributors listening to this podcast do? Well, firstly, I think they should re-examine their digital strategies and, and roadmaps in a way that takes external communication requirements with suppliers and customers into account. Uh, when they do this, internal operations can continue to be optimized to continually improve and refine the customer and supplier experience. Focus on key pain points as a starting point. Remember, you know, a, a digital transformation journey is, uh, is a marathon, it's not a sprint. It does not have to be an all or nothing approach. Uh, it's key to identify some quick wins that can be implemented without too much internal disruption and build on those wins from there. Another valuable foundational step in starting a digital transformation journey is to uh, acquire an ERP system that acts as a single touch point for a full view of how information flows from customers and suppliers into internal operations like planning, production, and fulfillment. Uh, with a fully integrated ERP solution, manufacturers are, are now enabled to tackle the immense challenges they face by optimizing their, their business operations, meeting and satisfying customer demands, and increasing factory output without having to add additional headcount to meet these goals. So to address the issue of, of real-time ecosystem collaboration, a good ERP solution uh, should have a, a supply chain portal where buyers and customers and suppliers can connect with each other uh, to communicate and to exchange data. Supply chain portals are recommended for any company that operates in a complex multi-supplier environment. Introducing a well thought out supply chain strategy will deliver benefits across the organization as they improve and speed up the purchasing and production processes. It's also an excellent means of resolving time-consuming communication issues. And let's never forget the, uh, the financial side of things, right? Uh, which is ultimately the, the key measurement of the success or failure of our digital transformation strategies. Of course, like we've said before, it all comes down to data. With the right data in hand, along with an effective way to analyze and interpret it, uh, businesses will be better positioned to monitor forecasting accuracy planning, scheduling, uh, production, and fulfillment operations. Uh, we've got a food and beverage customer in the U.S. Uh, that's managed to thrive throughout the pandemic thanks to robust data analytics. Uh, as part of their digital transformation journey, uh, this client had set up a data warehouse to pull information from CISPRO and other applications, which allowed this business to pull pieces of data, myriad pieces of data together to speed up decision-making and to better understand the relationship between non-related data elements. Because CISPRO is built on an open, open architecture, it gives customers unlimited flexibility to pull data into the solution and to use it strategically. As a result, key decisions can be now made in real time. So ERP as a solution to the imbalanced supply chain. You know, that just makes sense in today's day and age. NCLEX, any closing thoughts? Absolutely, Justin, and thanks again for having us. So what I think I'd like to end off with is that now more than ever, for organizations to remain relevant and to thrive in the future,
they need to roll up their sleeves and tackle the transformation challenge head on so they can create real world impact and take manufacturing and distribution to the next level. The benefits of transforming digitally will be far reaching and these include the ability to innovate rapidly, the ability to offer a shorter time to market and a capability to prevent wastage by storing less inventory. In the longer term, businesses will be able to realize more efficient supply chains and higher capital efficiency. To achieve these results and actually realize these business benefits, the key will be to set up a digital roadmap that takes into consideration both operational efficiencies and external collaboration. And for supply chains to compete with uh, supply chains, industry players need to have full visibility into their operations with real-time data analytics. Without the roadmap, businesses cannot plan or budget for the process. So ideally, businesses should really consider digitization followed by a digitalization strategy that will set the path to building a digital business. And of course, the key to successful digital transformation is aligning these initiatives to the business's core objectives. Thank you. And Kevin, what are your closing thoughts? Well, first, Justin, I just want to I want to say thanks for having us. It's been a been a pleasure to be part of this today. And um, you know, as we as we think about uh, how businesses are going to going to move into the future, I think the path to any digital transformation strategy is going to be uh, a unique journey for any business that undertakes it. Um, no two businesses are alike and, and everybody brings their own challenges and opportunities to the table. Um, these strategies absolutely need to be based upon uh, the unique industry challenges and whatever sets of constraints that exist within each business. So each step of the transformation uh, will also be unique to achieve specific goals while making digital changes to processes, operations, business models, and overall strategies. Prepare and plan carefully, right? Uh, the old adage, measure twice and cut once, certainly applies here. Uh, it's key to investigate each new technology carefully. Uh, understand what it would do for your transformation journey and how it fits into the overall strategy. Uh, the good news is that you can use uh, an ERP system to support your overall digital strategy. The key here is to ensure that it's future fit, it's industry built, and it can be deployed either in the cloud, in an on-premise environment, or through a hybrid model. Uh, an engaging user experience is also a key element to realizing this strategy. Users absolutely must be able to access the information they need from a, a variety of devices and interfaces, including mobile apps and, and web UIs. Uh, SysPro is here to help. So I encourage you to visit syspro.com for more information around how we can help you reconnect the links of your supply chain and develop a digital transformation strategy that suits your business. Thank you so much for those closing thoughts. And thank you both for joining us today and joining me today and all the listeners. Uh, the discussion really has been food for thought. So if you'd like to inquire about Panorama's comprehensive services, feel free to visit our website at panorama-consulting.com or you can reach out directly to our Director of Innovation, Alan Salton, at alan.salton at panorama-consulting.com. Thanks again, everyone, and have a great day.